Hello and welcome back to Privilege Check, a podcast where two girls from different backgrounds come together to unveil the reality of modern society. I'm Lavleen. And I'm Shivangi. Through this podcast, we're going to reach out to the privileged. You already know you are because you have access to this podcast. And teach them the one-on-ones of how to not be a privileged bitch. In this episode, we talk about a movie entitled Moxie, where we just, where it's just a bunch of white women who are tired of misogyny in their high school. And yeah, Shwangi, do you want to add anything to that very tiny description of the movie? Yeah, I'll try to keep it tiny. It's just uh, somehow it just happens to be for all the rubbish. Uh, like misrepresentation it somehow happens to be a really like one of my favorite movies for some absurd reason but uh, yeah yeah okay like i don't know how it happens but apparently it's my favorite um, but uh, i yeah so i think moxie okay my god just say it just say it i will say it. i'll say okay i'm talking um I actually thought that this is the episode where Privilege Check falls out because I thought we would have really opposing views because I thought Shivangi wouldn't like it and I loved it because I felt like it's a really warm movie. I love the colors of the movie and yeah, there are yeah. problems but like I really liked how the warm, fuzzy feeling of the movie and I would, I would recommend people watching it. I would be like, yeah, just watch it for fun. It's really nice. So yeah, but apparently sorry we're to disappoint you. Really, really sorry to disappoint you, Lavleen, but I'm sorry I'm not really cannot resist uh, high school movies. Like I really cannot resist teen fiction. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so getting to the point, Moxie is about these group of girls in this misogynistic high school who were from different communities, races, and they come together and they realize that they don't want to be called the most bangable or the ones with like, you know, the most attractive in the high school anymore. They don't want that tag. They come together uh, and uh, this one girl whose mother is an uber feminist back in her high school leads the revolution. They basically have this like moxie, which is like a magazine, like the feminist mouthpiece of the high school and they deliver it and they like have mini revolutions on their campus about the same thing. So it's supposed to be a movie about friendship, it's supposed to be a movie about feminism, it's supposed to be a movie about sisterhood and it's supposed to be a movie about uh, male feminists as well apparently, uh, an area I did not think a Netflix movie could ever touch upon, but they did. And we have things to say about that as well, but yeah. This is basically what Moxie is. It's a, it's a really, like, it's a really feel-good movie. I think Avina and I really would definitely watch it again, just for the kicks of it. I'm not sure how much we would watch it again, um, but uh, but yeah, it's a nice it's a nice mom movie. It has amazing it it has a lot of red and uh, yellow colors. I, very random fact, but it has a lot of red and yellow colors. It makes you feel really great. Okay, so Shivangi, should we like just begin from the last thing that you spoke about about men feminism, men feminist as um. A lot of people would use the term and 
a lot of things to say about it. Number eight, there's no such thing as number eight. Did you did you just say number eight? <laughs> yes. Is it obvious that I'm brain dead? But uh, yeah, number one uh, would be the fact that it's so grammatically incorrect. You can't have a male feminist because the term feminist doesn't imply that only women can be feminist. It just implies that you care. For the women's cause, that's that's all there is. You can be male, you can be female, you can be whatever gender you uh, identify as. That's cool. But there's no such thing as male feminist. Like it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like in my life, that's that's a term that Moxie did not use. I think they used. It. I'm not really sure. I watched it a while back. But it's, I and don't I, think they used it. But uh, we just wanted to bring that to light. That hey, yeah. male feminist no 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 that's that's just a feminist okay yeah uh, also but, like yeah yeah <laughs> yes so i just feel that um, they did try to get a man as a feminist into the picture and they got one man for it okay like one man Of course, that was an exquisite man. So realistic, so realistic. You know, high school full of like one fifty boys. There's gonna be one boy who cares about the exactly what I'm. And thinking. he's going to be awkward about it, and he's gonna be like cute and awkward, and like you know, he'll be like, oh yes, go after me, and all of that. Let me open the door for you, whatever. Yeah. Papa. And I was like, also like women first, that. but if that is okay with you, so women first, like exactly. I have such a problem with that door. uh thing as a whole man like in every movie ever i see a man be like i'm going to open the door for you and women's first it pisses me off and the fact that they showed this same instance to um like the note of feminist uh move it doesn't make sense that's not feminist that's that's chivalry and chivalry stems from misogyny that's what it is and is a dumbest thing or all i did not agree with that all Like at all because hard is it to open a door like just just curious you know how men, hard exactly men they do that just to check out like uh, women's behind that's all they do it for so that's that's we're going to make a broad generalization about this yeah yeah <laughs> I'm gonna make one. I just saw one movie by Zac Efron. What was in that awkward moment, and they did that there. And after that, I've just drilled into my head that men just open doors for women to do this. Yeah, as radical as Shivangi may be, I just feel like um, Seth was a good, nice person in general, and mm-hmm. but it was really unrealistic how there was like one guy. Like there's this entire class, and there are three guys, the two of whom are like absolute misogynists, and there's one guy who's going to be a feminist, and the entire school is against two guys, and it was super unrealistic. Okay, it was just not how. I I genuinely can't believe that there was like one person out there standing like you know what. I'm going to be the one. It's. I think my biggest problem with Seth's character wasn't the fact that he was a feminist per se, but they pasted this label on him even before uh, 
he you know like even before that actually established that he's a feminist by his minor actions so like big deal man he measured his height against some women or like opened a door which again i said stems from chivalry and misogyny so that's not completely uh, feminism like these are not instances that you know support the fact that he's a feminist like it's kind of a weird thing like i don't think nick stark nick stark sorry nico's uh, no what is his character's name seth's character was like built enough before establishing that he was a feminist that's my entire plot yeah yeah um yeah so i think the problem that why we believe that seth's character is only based on his feminism is because everybody will view characters in contrast and any character opposed to seth's character is not a feminist like a male character is not a feminist that's why seth's feminism comes out it overpowers his entire personality like that's what it revolves around uh for yeah. example when they go to like the funeral home and all of that i was like you know what i'm going to get like a skate skateboard guy moment but i didn't get it and that was sort of disappointing uh however um yeah basically that like seth's character in contrast to any other character is not a feminist and he is a feminist so his feminism is too much they didn't also give him other characteristics or personality traits to build up on and uh, yeah so like i think like shimangi correctly pointed out like every tiny thing that he did it was taken as though that's a feminist move when it could just be like a nice person move yeah it's kind of hard to like exactly identify that he's a feminist right then and there because there, there wasn't much to build up on but yeah yeah but like why but i love seth's character like just because he's super cute and his voice is also super cute but i'm going to like uh not elaborate on this for uh, our listeners just hold so uh i think moxie has done this with like every minority character that they have like like i wouldn't go as far to say male feminist is a genuine minority in the society but uh, i think they could be considered equivalent to minorities so they've done this with they've taken like every minority character they have and they've just shredded shred like their entire essence and personality into pieces just to like further the plot and like another example of how bad they have uh, how bad characterization really is in moxie is claudia's character who is the claudia is basically just for people who haven't watched moxie is the best friend of the main character who's and the main character is white while claudia is asian of like asian descent so and her claudia's parents were immigrants first generation immigrants so they struggled like a lot for her to just go to school and like live in a respectful neighborhood and go to college so she's under tremendous pressure to like have good grades and like get into berkeley if i'm not wrong but basically now the white girl and the asian girl right we're going to call them that here so the white girl you can also call uh, them vivian and claudia like their names are but whatever 
Vivian uh, basically has this had this mother who's uber feminist, so she gets inspired by it, and she like has this feminist revolution in campus. Now Claudia has a problem with it because Claudia is like, I don't want to attract attention to myself because this might hurt my chances of going to college. Like every unprivileged person would think, like literally every person, like I would think like that. I don't want to get into trouble because I don't want to. Uh, ruin my chances of getting a better life, right? The one that our parents spend so much money on. So I think that's what, uh, and so this is Claudia's character, and Vivian has the audacity to be mad at her. Like Vivian, this white girl, so much privileged man, she's just like, why don't you want to be better for the world? Why do you want? Why don't you want to do some things for women and all of that? And Claudia's like, I just cannot do that, and Vivian doesn't understand. The, the thing I hate about Claudia's uh, character arc is, I, although I love the fact that they have represented this side of feminism that can't be, you know, like, you can't really physically express your feminism, I, because there are a lot of women who can't because of the circumstances. The problem with the arc is that Vivian gets super mad and ditches her. Vivian gets super mad and ditches her. And now Claudia is like, oh my God, I don't want to lose my friend. So she ends up like doing this big thing uh, where she like uh, gets suspended for. Just to like appease her friend. Yeah. So basically what um, now Claudia coming from the background that she does, she obviously has her own way of uh, being a feminist and she has her own way of you know standing up for herself of doing things that she wants and she has different priorities and causing a revolution isn't one of them and um, although in one of the scenes Vivian does realize that and shares that fact with I'm going to say Lucy who is the trigger woman the new black student who comes to the high school I'm hoping her name is Lucy um, yeah so she does talk to her about that saying that you know what Claudia's parents might not be chill by of for wearing tank tops to school um, yeah they're one of the revolutions they caused was wearing a tank top to school like of course that is one of the key issues that feminism talks about like yeah. clothes no wonder Claudia didn't lend the support. This revolution is so irrelevant in larger exactly. discourses. Exactly. Just white feminists along with a bunch of mixed race feminists. Yeah. You know, trying to just wear tank tops. Like, oh my. God. Yeah. Like tank tops. Like, that's a key issue. Um, anyway, so that's something that Vivian does acknowledge at one point in the movie. But she just sort of disregards it later when she's talking to Claudia about it. Claudia gets suspended. Vivian feels bad about it. And blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's just... I think this movie has tried too hard to be intersectional which is one of the phrases they've also drilled into their viewers very subtly. Yeah, it's by Amy Schumer or whatever her yeah. name is. Of course it is. Of course it is tried too hard to be cool yeah. and hip like Regina's mom. <laughs> yep. Um, intersectional. So, yeah. Getting back to the point where we say that the movie is tried so hard to be intersectional that they've actually 
tried to get in every possible uh, variant of feminism and tried to like smash it into one movie that they've not even brought out one of them properly. So what they do That's is like feminism. <laughs> of course. Uh, although, although surprisingly, there are like three black women in the movie. Yet somehow white feminism is the one that prevails because also hmm. their ideology and their view is also very whitewashed. The only time so it's, the it's only, more about I think yeah the social class only like no matter exactly. the race if you are brought up in a social class that's equivalent to the upper class you're gonna start thinking like that as much as yeah it exactly and also the fact that. I think the only time they talk about a very specific black issue is when they talk about their hair towards the end. I don't think there's any point that they actually bring hair up. Hair and uh, yeah, hair and Kiara's. Um, yeah. I don't remember which exact body part, but like something about Kiara was like uh, black stereotypes and everything. Right. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I think that's the two places that black stereotypes are actually brought out. But um, I feel like that again felt forced to me because um, just to contextualize this, there's an entire uh, revolution that they're doing by walking out of their class. Did you hear it? Yeah, I did. <clears throat> yeah, so just to contextualize all of this, uh, there's this entire revolution that they're doing by walking out of class. Now, what they do is they get out and into their lawn, yard, school, ground, whatever thing that is called. And they're just screaming out things that they don't like. Now, when they're doing this, one of the black women talks about how she doesn't like her hair get touched. And or them or people asking if it's real or something like that, and that just doesn't. That's just one of the tiny little things that it talks about in length, right? Like there were many major issues that they could have covered, but they covered like things like hair and like clothes. I don't think any. I think all of this came from a very very privileged place. And um, I think one of the reasons it's also the target viewership of Netflix, right? Um, people viewing Netflix would possibly relate to this more than them talking about something that people who who are not from a privileged background uh, face. But I think that's where the line also needed to be drawn. Where you do you want to talk of talk about something that's already established? Or do you want to establish something new? I think that's a very ethical question also at a, at a certain level. It's also the point that do you actually want to uh, just talk about it for relatability or uh, do you want to talk about it for education? Or Now, again, all of this also, I understand if the filmmakers are capitalist in nature and that's absolutely fine. But... Uh, the movie felt like it was taking a stand for feminism when it truly wasn't doing anything. So I think it's justified when we talk about this in this critical manner. 
Um, yeah. I said, so I oh, so Shivangi has to process all of it. <laughs> You're recording, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's my biggest problem with, again, mocks. So, like, they get all of these minority groups, they get all of this representation, and they don't do anything about it. Like, like, let's talk about Moxie founding team, okay? You have three POC, you have the two sports people and you have one, the new girl. Three of these POC and then you have two white. The girl who doesn't want to wear tan tops and Vivian, the mastermind behind Moxie. You have, like, three, you, the POC are literally outnumbering the white feminists. You could have done much more than just address tan tops and, like, objectification of women without their consent. These are real problems, sure. Being curtailed to like bear what you want is a real problem in the real world, not in a school. There is a strict dress code you need to maintain in a school and I'm sure the problem with the dress code of Catherine was not, uh, was, uh, was the fear of objectification of men and it was taken in a very different context and that may be a problem, but schools have a strict dress code as it is. So that's a whole different issue and you have three POCs and these people just want to talk about objectification and like like all of this crap when we could have talked about busting, they could have talked about systematic racism, they could have talked about like police brutality, they could have talked about uh, so many things that they could have had more races as well. If not more races, it's the same race, different socioeconomic classes and portray how feminism is, uh, you know, in those different socioeconomic classes of the same race. That would have been much more cooler to see. Like there would be far more insights people would leave the like movie with. And I think that's uh, also the thing with like uh, Moxie. I think our major problem is just like it's just the fact that there's so much white feminism here that it's not really doing anything. Like it's not really it's not a disruptor in movies. It's just another teen fiction movie that could have been much more. But because it uh, like it created the plot to satisfy a certain worship, the art lost like the art lost its essence. Like I feel because they wanted to commercialize it so much, they just did nothing for it. That's like what I think that happened. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it has tried way too hard um, to establish every point that they haven't even established one properly. Uh, and adding to that, they have also not taken a lot into consideration and only their target viewership and relatability context. Uh, along with that, the tank top incident did have this issue where uh, only one of the girls wearing a tank top was sent home and not the other one because she looked different in a certain way. Um, yeah, so that was the context behind it. And that's why everybody felt the need to revolt and to just go all out against the school uh, at this point. Um, yeah. But again, like they showed Claudia in this light where she's saying that, you know what, I can't really do this. And Vivian, again, goes on like, no, you should be able to do it and all of that. I think if we saw a little more of that, instead of just establishing, establishing factors, 
then maybe i think it would have worked much better uh and like you're saying black women have a lot more problems than like wearing tank tops or even getting a different socio economic class like honestly i was so surprised that when they decided they're going to wear tank tops to school these girls go shopping for tank tops yeah so i was super surprised at that fact i was like are you seriously telling me that you need to go shopping for tank tops for this are you seriously telling me that like even also like when kiara kiara also like this uh, the entire group like the female football team is winning when the men football team can't and they don't get representation for that i feel like that is also something that they should have highlighted instead of just saying that oh you know what we are going to like get kiara to get the scholarship okay great fine but also how it could have also been shown in such a way that she actually needed the scholarship for various reasons for coming from a different background for coming from a different socio economic background for being a person of color and this white dude really did not need it as much and yet he was given the votes to get a scholarship i mean i don't understand right. how nobody was actually contending for a scholarship like that that's just above me like i can't sit there and believe that you know what nobody really cares about this even the principal being a woman and not um not actually considering the problems of the female students in her own school and again like as usual i have an alternate ending in terms of the principal but i'll talk about that later if you have anything to add before that before we talk about the ending in detail no i just wanted to say like uh, i think i i think i also have something related to the ending only so i'll just say yeah. uh, this is this is sort of like what you were talking about like uh, how they should have established claudia's uh, inability to participate in feminism as much as like her counterparts i think they should have really stuck to this narrative because what happens in the end is i think i have really i think i have something really funny to say about this and if i don't say it now it will lose its uh, funny aspect <laughs> i think we have spoken i think we've covered much more about claudia than the movie ever has we love claudia man i love her character so i think hers is the only realistic character okay it's it's realistic until you until midpoint enters it's realistic till there and yeah, then she actually destroy the character into like sh- pieces that's what they do with her claudia is the claudia and friends deserved better. better okay just she really does friends is hashtag guys but in all seriousness i think what what they did with claudia character was just so unrealistic towards the end these people are having that walk that lovely you know was it after the walk oh no this is a walk they walked for a girl who was raped right yeah 
they exit their classrooms they're like you know what assembly bell we're not going to sit in our classrooms that's what they do for a boy so getting raped that's what they do yeah they police police so hum nahi ja sakte hai yeah, yeah. can't do all of that is going to walk you know like just strut just strut outside like uh, with powerful music in the background yeah. and i'm going to feel like bang on board myself and post it on instagram like This again, I think relates so crazy. How I just thought of this, but I feel like this entire scene just relates to uh, what we spoke about in conscious consumerism, or was it environmentalism? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, both of those. Spoke about, yeah, we spoke about how people. Yeah, we spoke about. Oh yeah, I did make a reel about it, but we spoke about like how people, uh, you know, this was about Fridays for Future, and people just went to that. like just you know became a, the guy with the sign for like few seconds and just clicked a photo put it on instagram with like powerful captions and everything and just uh, like like they literally are a reason that uh, there is song called roxane and these people are roxane they literally just do everything for and they did that and i remember like one of the people who i know who went to the march A year later, couldn't remember the name of the march. I feel this entire march that they had outside the school and everything, where they're like just strutting and everything, and just being so cool and just being the favorite versions of like the sixteen-year-old selves, is another example of doing all of this bakwas for Instagram. It does nothing. I met a person. who was actually teaching street kids how to save energy because global warming i mean agar usse na do waqt ki roti mil jaye to and some kerosene to burn the chulha under that one street light that they are studying under okay so they will be more than happy this no they're not the kind of people also they're not the kind of people who actually require to understand global warming of course it is an issue we're not saying that it isn't but i no. think being active and being conscious consumers is a very privileged thing to do okay and we've spoken about this at length in our episode we will uh, i don't think i can add a card to it because it's not on youtube but do watch it on do listen to it on spotify apple podcast google podcast and everywhere else that our podcast is available Yeah. yeah the the bottom line is just that environmentalism has a lot of social connotations that if you don't realize you're not really making any progress it's yeah. intertwined with all of these marginalized it's groups. also it's also that. sorry it's also very subjective and they choose i think like a lot of people just choose what they want to be a part of right like um yeah. they will look at the convenience of it they will look at how easy it is and i genuinely think conscious consumerism or being an environment friendly person is not just about a march for a day it's not about taking public transport yeah. for a day it's about you thinking that you know what i'm not going to take a taxi but i'm going to walk so that i not only save my money but i also save the environment it's also about thinking that you know yeah. what Trees are getting cut at this point. That march 
honestly that was just a march for awareness when there was a march required to take action when there was a protest required to take action against like trees getting cut down at um, ra nobody wanted to do that that's where it was actually required but yeah i think that's the like when i say social i mean that there are a lot of communities that are impacted much more than we would ever if uh, global warming continues to like uh, you know continues to move forward in this at this rate i think the consequences for the people on the grassroots are much more than what it is going to be for people who live in pakka ghats like it's it's horrible you have soil erosion you have landslides you have you literally you have tribes living connected to nature who cannot live without nature uh, around them literally it's a culture it's a livelihood you can't destroy that and in the name of modernity so that's what i mean i think the true essence of environmentalism in a country like india is very connected to these marginalized and grassroots groups and unless and until you understand how it affects them and then figure out a solution to make sure that they don't get affected as you move forward in your environmentalist efforts then only you can actually make a change yeah. taking a metal straw and like taking public transport of one day is like tum ocean mein ja rahi ho or even sea mein ja rahi ho ek lota pani dal diya and bol rahi ho sea level like yeah. it's not it's it exact same thing you've said it exactly i i cite this example every time somebody talks about you know slacktivism or like yeah. um this all bakwas i do this every day so very yeah. good example and i learned it from tarak mehta by the way <laughs> of course tarak mehta is uh, i think sub tv in general is the one that teaches family values and um, consideration <clears throat> i you know i think it's very underrated i think it genuinely like if all of you guys had watched sub tv growing up you guys would have been yeah. better people no cap yeah i'm genuinely sub tv shit right now if you are watching sub tv right now you are a crap person but if you watched it while growing up no, i think there that's is phenomenal. one no 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 there is one particular show on sub tv right now there's like just one show okay i'm talking about one very specific one and i can't remember the name but that's amazing everything else is yeah. they had 10 amazing shows back yeah, in the day of course malguri days jimmy jeju and all of that like come on how how did how did that like how did fir stop yeah, exactly all of that was actually woke shit okay and also yeah. also like malguri days was so woke it taught me about privilege at such a young age that was the most woke thing i've ever seen and genuinely exactly. addressed it he yeah. didn't just say ki koi aayega mere ko help kar dega main theek ho jaunga he literally had problems managing his father his health and like his entire family yeah, with I like think, such a collector's job yeah i think i think sub tv really is underrated and you know people thought that it's just for fun and it's comedy but it actually addressed a lot of issues yeah. like even Ooh. if you take tarak mehta for that instance yeah. it seems like a very lame thing but it actually addressed like a lot of issues like superstitions and uh, you know all of that in a you know lapata ganj i don't know if you ever saw that was lapata ganj was just so needed and it was such yeah. good representation man it was hmm. it was so cool you had deaf girls and you had like uh, you had somebody who stuttered then yeah. you had somebody who was a pd of blue d 
um moving on from that to say the um end scene the end part of yeah to the end part of the movie where they they all walk out and that's actually the end scene of moxie it's the worst thing ever uh, they walk out there in this yard like i said earlier they're screaming out things that they hate and um, emma comes out and says that she's the one who who was raped vivian comes out and says that she's the one who published moxie and there are, there are a billion rep, uh, rep, revelations and uh, and uh, vivian and seth forgives vivian for being a bad person to him earlier um just like that just like fine he he yeah yeah so vivian does What's this thing vivian yeah vivian vivian does this thing where she says that set i'm not going to be your property like she she genuinely misunderstands him and uh, she's saying like what do you think i'm going to be your property i might as well write your name on my arm and you know what said does seriously the she most serious issues okay she yeah she's so privileged she's dumb yeah and uh, set also set is also a person of color and that wasn't shown anywhere in the movie yeah i hmm. thought of that it was so yeah. weird i thought they would explore his asian roots exactly. like gloria and seth would bond over like this thing or something exactly. that would be like the reason gloria you know at least even if she gloria becomes an ex- like you know person who expresses a feminism i thought seth was the one who would you know uh push her to it like these people two same racism not connected at all like yeah. is a weirdest thing on earth exactly like but yeah said does this thing in the end where he lifts up his sleeve and he's like vivian written over it i'm like that's not the point of feminism okay that's not the point it's literally not objectifying people in general like just that's just not the point okay the solution to feminism basically isn't hating men or uh, or or hating men or hating uh, the opposite or the other genders or uh, doing the things that patriarchy did to women back to men that's not the solution the solution is just a better lifestyle for everybody so yeah said doing that is just a major step backward instead of forward coming back to the fact that emma was raped and i think emma <laughs> i think emma genuinely like we keep saying a lot of people in this movie deserved better emma being one of those people because i think i genuinely feel that being raped is a much bigger issue than not being able to wear a tank top to school okay um that's a bigger issue that deserved more light and it did not get that it got like few minutes towards the end of the movie and it's not justified at all it's not justified to just say like okay you were raped um the principal the principal looks out from her window at all of this happening now as i said earlier i have an alternate ending like i always come up with alternate endings to all of these movies somehow and i have one for this as well i think this is going to be my thing like giving an alternate ending i felt like the principal would actually come out and talk about how um about how she uh about how she was discriminated against 
for be uh, for being a woman and like in terms of the male principles before her how much she had to work hard to get you mean the principle so i was just talking about like you said of course i was going to talk about unequal pay but i'm also talk about everything else that she possibly people possibly felt that she could not be a good principal she possibly faced sexual harassment there could be a lot of things that she did maybe this is the maybe she does not want to uh, mess up uh, or bring the issues of um, of misogyny to light or any issues of the students to light and cause attention to herself because she's worked really hard to get to this point to be a principal and she does not want to lose that to lose her job as a principal she does not want to get a bad name to her school and thus to herself and thus to the position as a principal that she possesses there could be a lot of things explored with the principal but they don't they show her as just this person who does not care and i think there could have been much more to that and instead of leaving it to the viewer's imagination i think it would be much better if that was explicitly shown i did think that when these girls are protesting and like screaming things about you know all the things that they don't agree with i feel like the principal should have come out there and said about all the things that she does not agree with as well so i felt like that would be a much wholesome ending then saying that you know what i need to wear a tank top i agree they could have <clears throat> i agree they could have really outdone with the ending man they had such great themes such great characters with such different race and uh, experiences but because it's again directed by a white woman you can't really there's nothing they did with it except give the white woman the lead and I don't think the problem is also with giving the white woman the lead. The problem is in saying that you know you got the lead. I think the least you could do is acknowledge that you know other people exist, other people have problems, and other people can come from different socio-economic backgrounds. And I think it was all there. It was just not explored properly. It's all there. it just had to be like put put into pressure yeah the entire thing is exactly that the how much how many more movies should do we really need to watch about a white woman realizing she's privileged like come on it's just really pointless <clears throat> after the point so i would have liked if she did something with her privilege than just realizing that oh i am privileged others are not privileged but i am going to do what i want and i'm going to force the people who are not privileged to also do whatever that's a dumbest way they could have gone with it but i think we've just reiterated the same thing again and again because there's so many facets to like how poorly misrepresented all of these characters were so i think we should just like end this unless you have like something to add okay no No, I don't have anything else to add. I think I've said what I had to say, and uh, yeah, that's it from me as well. Yeah. So these were like our opinions on Lucy. 
uh, a Netflix 2020 movie. You guys can like comment if you had a different opinion or if you had a similar opinion. You can also text us on Instagram. But before that, thank you for listening to Privilege Chat Podcast. If you like this episode, then please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to also subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and listen to us. Yeah, right here. It's going to be right here. <laughs> it's so no. funny. It's like we are both on different directions and I'm yeah. pointing here and you're pointing here. Yeah, and No, it's going to be in the center and uh, yeah. So, yeah. Don't forget to follow. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our ch- channel, like and share, and do comment as we said. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and Instagram, where we are at Privilege Check. That's B R and Twitter. Yes, which is at Privilege Check. That's B R I V I L E C E C H K. And here's to an enlightened life.